This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is sponsored by Crossbow Equine. If you own a business, you need to check out Crossbow Equine for all of your social media marketing and branding needs. Throughout her entrepreneurial journey, owner Kylie Bowen has gained a deep understanding of marketing, branding, and telling your story in an authentic professional manner to help you gather raving fans and paying clients and customers. For our listeners only, Kylie is offering a free 30-minute consultation call and 50% off your first month of services. Contact her today at 480-254-7650. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast. East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts. Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. This week, we're super excited to be here with Devin Butler of Arizona Entrepreneurs. How's it going, Devin? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, good yeah, to, grateful to have you here. Good to sure. have you. Um, why don't you take a few minutes before we kind of dive into things? Give us a quick background on your life. You know, everything leading up to to this business that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, for sure. So as far as, you know, my background, a little bit about my background, I won't go too deep into it, but um, I'm originally from Michigan. Um, I I played football in college, played football at Davenport University. Um, And, you know, about about sophomore, junior year, and I'll explain more of this later, but I started to get into the whole entrepreneurial mindset. Um, But yeah, so I moved here to Arizona, to Tempe, Arizona. At first, I live in Scottsdale now, but moved here um, about a year and a half ago, May of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I got here, um, you know, I started several different businesses and majority of them failed. And we'll dive into that in a little <laughs> bit. Um, but, you know, I, I always knew entrepreneurship was what I was passionate about. I always knew that was what I wanted to pursue. Um, but it just took me time to find the exact vehicle that I wanted to pursue. Um, but yeah, you know, I just, I ultimately wanted to wanted to create something to where I could, you know, truly make an impact in people's lives. And, it, and like I said, it took me a while to find that vehicle, but I feel like I've truly found it with Arizona entrepreneurs. Um, and we'll go, we'll go more in, in depth as far as what yeah. Arizona entrepreneurs consists of. But. Love it. Cool. Love it. Um, so let's dive into a bit of that. Um, I guess, first off, why, why did you move to Arizona in the first place? Yeah. So it, it's kind of a funny story. Um, you know, me and my good friend, I moved here with my good friend, Tom, um, and you know, I was planning on leaving Michigan right after I graduated because mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of the cold weather. I wanted <laughs> to try something new. So, um, I came here to visit one of my buddies that goes to GCU. Okay. Um, and I ended up loving it. I was only here for a week. I ended up loving it. So I, I hit up my buddy Tom and I probably was like, wasn't in July. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was not, it was not by any means. It was like March, I think. Yeah, so yeah, perfect, perfect winter time, time to visit Arizona. Exactly. So I hit up my buddy and I was like, dude, I'll sign the lease today if you're down. And he's like, just go ahead, sign the lease. So I, I signed a lease while I was here visiting one of my friends. And then nice. a couple of months later, literally a week after we graduated college, we moved out here to Arizona. So we just figured we'd move here for a year. If we don't if we don't like it, we could move back to Michigan. But right. we're going on year two, so I like it. Nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. Never going back to shoveling snow. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what were you going to school for originally? Um, so I was studying business management. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned that you had a, a passion for entrepreneurship. How did you kind of come to that conclusion in the first place? Like, how did you know that entrepreneurship was for you? For sure. And, you know, it, it, I feel like there's a few things that kind of shaped my mindset and yeah. really, um, you know, caused me to think that way. But um, one of the books, and I know this is kind of a lot of people's story, but the, the reason this is a lot of people's story is because the book was life changing. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. 
I read that book in college. It's a great book. And honestly, that just changed my entire mindset. It changed the way that I looked at a lot of things. Um, And I always knew. So the reason I went into business management is because I knew I wanted to be the boss. I knew I wanted to be in a leadership position. And then, you know, as I as I read that book and continued to think about what it is I wanted to do with my life, um, you know, ultimately, I wanted to to create something where there's no limit on how big I could build it. And I feel like the only the only vehicle to do that is entrepreneurship and starting your own thing. So, um, you know, it, it was just little things that throughout throughout college was really when my mindset started to shift. But that book especially really just changed the way that I looked at a lot of things. And I started to think more about entrepreneurship and you know, different businesses that I was passionate about. That's cool. Yeah. So I want to pick your brain just for a second here, because funny enough, Eric, you introduced me to that book, Rich yeah. Dad, Poor Dad. It's the first Love. book that I kind of listened to about business and similar thing as you. It just, you know, sparked this this fire inside of me that's been going ever since. And like you said, so many people have that same story. So what do you think it is about that book that gets so many people like fired up and opens their mind to the world of entrepreneurship? Um, I really think it's just that different way of thinking because we're, a lot of us are conditioned by the way the school system worked, by the way our parents taught, just by the way society works yeah. that, um, you know, you have to go to college, you have to get a good job. And then typically once you get a good job, you know, you get a nicer car, you get a nicer house and your expense column starts to go up. But that's just the way that the majority of people think. So it's a whole different way of thinking that, you know, the rich don't work for money. That, that was like one of the biggest things. The rich don't work for money. They don't trade their time for money. Instead, they trade their money for money. So um, that, that way of thinking, there's a few, few key points from that book, but it really shows you that, you know, in order to, to truly, to truly be successful, essentially you have mm-hmm. to create, and this kind of goes into the next book, cash flow quadrant, but you have to, um, you know, be able to invest in things that are going to put more money into your pocket. And, um, it's, it's hard to do that constantly trading your time for money. But there's, like I said, there's a lot of things from that book that, that stuck with me and I'm sure they'll come up later in the interview. But. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a great book. It's a classic and uh, love to see that it inspired you. For sure. Uh, when reading that book, was there a particular hurdle that you personally experienced that was a really big mind shift to overcome? Like, mm-hmm. you know, deeply ingrained, this is the way our family does it. And and now you're totally going against the grain. Was there a particular hurdle that you, you uh, had to jump over that has made a big impact for you? Um, I mean, as far as a hurdle or a different way of thinking, you know, the reason I went into business management, like I said, I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to manage something. And so like all up until about sophomore year of college, I wanted to be a sports marketing manager for an NFL team. That was what I was set on. That's what Mm -hmm. I wanted to do. And, you know, after I read that, I started to really, and not that there's anything wrong with, with doing that, but as I started to read that, I, I realized that I was putting a limit on myself because, you know, once I get up to the sports marketing manager position, there's not much higher you can go within a company with that. So, and then I just started to think that, you know, I really wanted to kind of go my own route, but that was definitely something that like changing literally in all of why I was going to college was to become a sports marketing manager to completely change that thought and to start pursuing something different. I feel like that was, it, it took me a second to, to, to truly, you know, say in my mindset that I wanted to, to pursue entrepreneurship. And a lot of people we're like, you know, you should probably just go get a job. Like, you should probably just, you know, <laughs> right. work. So I was, yeah, it was definitely um, a different thought process and something that I had to slowly get over. Love it. Love it. I love that, uh, you know, your example and your experience demonstrates that you've got a growth mindset because uh, that growth mindset enabled that seed to grow. For sure. You know, the book planted the seed. Not everybody who reads the book 
uh, actually follows through with it. And you're a great example of somebody who follows through with what you learn. But it's that growth mindset that provided that fertile soil for that seed to grow. I love, I love hearing those stories. Thank you for sharing that. For sure. Um, so, so moving forward, you come to Arizona. You mentioned that you started a couple other businesses before Arizona Entrepreneurs. So you want to kind of talk to us about what happened there? Definitely. And it's honestly kind of you know funny looking back at some of the stuff that, that we started. And you know we were all over the place. And I feel like that's how a lot of entrepreneurs get their start is they, they try a bunch of different stuff and they realize what it is they don't like. Yeah. And that kind of leads them into you know what they're truly passionate yeah, about. And that's and the only way to figure it out. Exactly. Right? 100%. So yeah, when we first moved here, we started a, a videography company. So I thought videography was cool. Like it yeah. looked cool. I thought that'd be a cool <laughs> way to express, you know, artwork because I'm not an artist by any means. Uh-huh. So, you know, I got a nice camera. We got all the equipment and we're, we, we had no videography experience. So we're going around to companies doing free videos for them, trying to build our portfolio. And, you know, it was about two, three months in, we, we did about five, six videos for different companies. And so now we're like going door to door, trying to like sell our, yeah. our videography services. And we couldn't get, <laughs> I'm telling you, we couldn't get a single sale. Like nobody wanted to buy it. And we didn't feel <laughs> confident in what we were selling because the videos were very mediocre. And right. we we're like, you know, we didn't really feel passionate, one, or confident in what we were selling. We didn't feel comfortable saying, you want to pay $1,000 for a promo video because we didn't, you know, feel confident in our services. So that business did not last very long. Um, then we went and started a, a lead generation company for the home improvement industry. Um, so my, my good buddy who I, who I mentioned that I moved here with, we both mm-hmm. worked for a company and we went to events and trade shows and we generated leads for that company. Yeah. Um, so when we, when we started this business, our whole business model was we're going to go to events and trade shows, do what we know, um, like under our own business and LLC, and we're going to generate leads. And then we partnered up with different companies who we would essentially, like we had companies who were generating leads for. So, um, that was the first like win after the videography business, the first win, as far as we were, we had somewhat of an income. It wasn't profit by (laughs) any means. Like we, we had some money coming in. So we realized like we just used a couple of skills and we made some money, even though, like I said, it wasn't profit. So um, you know, that business, it, that one went decent and we, we were able to, uh, or ex- excuse me, when, when COVID hit, you know, our, our whole business was based around events and trade shows. So we had to truly think about, is this something we want to, you know, convert to all online? Is this something we're passionate about? And right, that's kind of yeah. where the whole switch happened. And then the last one, and like I said, it's all over the place, but the last <laughs> one was, you know, my entrepreneur mind's churning and I'm like, okay, well, why don't we just run the trade show? <laughs> so <laughs> So I, I put together uh, a trade show, like a business or excuse me, like a essentially an event that we were having. And I, you know, I collaborated with a church and we were going to host it on Mother's Day. So we had like 30 vendors sign up. So it was a, the proof of concept was there. I was like, OK, this this could be something big. And then, like I said, it was it was supposed to be um, for Mother's Day. So COVID hit by then. And, you know, there was no events and trade show. So we kept postponing it. Um, and just a couple months ago, I gave everybody their refund back because who knows when we're going to be able to host an event like that. So yeah. I definitely just tried everything. And, um, you know, really the Arizona entrepreneurs, I just started the Instagram page to to essentially build connections with like minded people because we had no network. We had no connections out here. So there was no intention of that being a business. But as I continued to put out content and to, to build that online presence, people started reaching out and I started to realize that there was something there and that it could actually turn into a business. And that's kind of when I went full time with it. That's cool. Um, so two things that you showed kind of throughout that process of these different businesses, um, is number one, resilience, obviously is that each thing failed, you started another thing, but also enough self-awareness to realize that, okay, this isn't working. Like I need to move on to something else. How do you balance that? How do you know when it's time to 
maybe not give up, but maybe move on to the next thing? And how do you know when you should keep pushing and keep trying to make things work? Yeah, that's a great question. And honestly, that's something that's very tough, especially with a business partner to like come together and be like, should we continue moving forward? If it's your own thing, it's a lot easier to pick up and, you know, start things as you please. So it was um, definitely some long talks and just kind of really talking about what our goals are in life. And, you know, does this kind of fit into what we're trying to do? So it, I mean, as far as having the balance, I feel like it's very difficult. You have to, obviously you have to be resilient and and to pursue something, but I feel like it's a lot easier when, when you truly know you've found what you want to do and you're truly passionate about it. It's a lot easier to continue to work towards that vision. If you're, if you're a hundred percent, if you believe a hundred percent in your vision and where you're going, regardless of the bumps that come up, you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. But that's why it was probably a lot easier to let go of some of these stuff at first because it didn't really feel like I, I knew I didn't want to be a videographer for the rest of my life. Right, that wasn't right. my passion. So um, it, it's just you just really got to know yourself. And like you said, be self-aware and know when it's time to kind of, you know, pivot and, and switch directions. Love it. Love it. No, that's a great story. And, uh, you know, I love your resilience. Uh I don't believe that you failed in any of those businesses uh, because each business sets you up for the next, right? There's 100%. lessons learned and more awareness, uh, more application, and here you are. And, and uh, as soon as COVID's over, I'm sure that trade show is going to be amazing, right? <laughs> <For sure. laughs> and we'll continue to feel what you're doing now with the Arizona entrepreneurs. So yeah, I don't consider anything that you've done so far a failure. It's uh, just a, a lesson learned. 100%. And, and uh, it's just increasing your trajectory where you're going right now for sure would you change anything from because you have learned so much i don't know like how much money you put in or how much time in is there anything any part of you that's like oh i wish i just would have gone straight to arizona entrepreneurs or are you pretty happy with the path that you took to get to where you are yeah so i was honestly very happy with um how everything turned out because you know, I feel like you have to go through those trials and tribulations and go through things yeah. that are tough in order to really develop yourself to be ready for when you do find something, you know, that you're passionate about. So I'm very happy with how things turned out. I mean, you know, there was a lot of moments of doubt and, and things that I feel like were important that I had to go through to develop my mindset. Uh-huh. Like I said, to be ready for, for when you do find that vehicle. Yeah. And that's why I really appreciate, you know, people like you coming on and sharing those stories because someone on Instagram, they just look, they see you, Arizona entrepreneurs, like, wow, like he just caught wow, came up with this idea. This yeah, business. yeah, was and, and it was great, great business. This, yeah. That was easy. I want it to be like that for me. But they don't see everything you went through. We don't want to call it failure, but they don't see the, the trials and tribulations, like you mentioned, that, that you have to go through to kind of get to that point. So that's for why sure. we love, you know, getting the inside story, talk about not only the good things and how great it is to be an entrepreneur, but also the hard times and what it takes to get to where, where you are and where people see you. Definitely. Yeah. Instead of that, after that first failure, that first business saying, I guess this just isn't cut out for me and going back and crawling into your cave, you took the lessons you went on to the next one. What role did, uh, your experience as an athlete, uh, you know, lots of, lots of, uh, you know, hard practices, wanting to quit, I'm sure, multiple oh, yeah. <laughs> multiple times. Uh, you know, what experiences an athlete uh, gave you that resilience to continue pushing forward uh, in the face of failure, in the face of struggle and challenge? Yeah, no, I feel like being an athlete, I honestly feel like football shaped my life in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because... Um, one, it really teaches you to go through adversity when you're going through, you know, tough challenges. It teaches you to continue to push through those things um, and, to, and to ultimately get to wherever you're trying to go. And two, um, 
honestly, one thing is like, I, I feel like I have a very strong vision. So I, I would definitely consider myself a visionary. I can always like, um, see a vision that I'm working towards. And that's what, what keeps me motivated to continue um, moving forward. And, and always in football, I would visualize things. I would visualize, you know, before, before the play, what I was going to do, I would visualize before the game, you know, the impact I was going to have on the game. So I feel like it's very important to have, to have a vision when you're, when you're trying to start a business, it's very important to see the finish line and what you're trying to build and pursue. Because if you can only see what's right in front of you, it's, you know, it's difficult to keep, to keep working towards right. something, you know? Right. That's cool. Why don't we talk a bit about the actual business, Arizona yeah. Entrepreneur? So I'm excited for our audience to, to hear about this business because I think our audiences have a lot in common. I think those that are listening to this podcast are also going to be pretty interested in kind of hearing what you, what you have to say um, and learning more about, about your business and what you have to offer. For sure. So um, like I said, it started with no intention of creating a business out of it. Just started the Instagram page, started putting out content. Um, and then after a while, it started to get some traction and people started reaching out that they wanted to connect with like-minded people. They wanted to mm-hmm. network. Um, they wanted resources to grow their business. So this, this, and that's, that goes back to your, your other question about do, do I wish that things would have went differently in yeah. past businesses? And honestly, the whole reason that I'm so passionate about Arizona entrepreneurs is because I went through those struggles. So because I, you know, failed businesses and me and my buddy moved here, we had no network, no connections. We didn't know what we were doing. We were going into business blind. Like I know I'm not the only one that does that. And so many people are going into business blind or they're trying to scale their business, but they don't have the proper resources. So, um, you know, I really just like to consider myself the facilitator. I'm not trying to position myself like the expert by any means, but what I'm doing with this community is I'm bringing on leading experts. So people who have achieved that level of success to teach the community. Um, so like essentially what it is, is, you know, our, the Arizona entrepreneurs membership, it consists of weekly masterminds where we come together, talk about our challenges, anything we're going through in business. And we essentially help each other to level up in our businesses. Um, uh, it consists of, uh, accountability partners where we pair people up, have, you know, accountability partners to help people overcome challenges and grow together. Um, we have like a members group chat where we can continue to communicate back and forth between each other, monthly master classes. Um, and that's where we bring on, like I said, leading experts to teach our community and then the vault, which is like course modules and different video content from entrepreneurs who, um, who have achieved that success. So ultimately like the whole purpose and the whole goal with Arizona entrepreneurs is to continue to bring on big name entrepreneurs and people who, um, you know, have, have gone through the grind and have gone through entrepreneurship and made it to become successful. And we want to bring them on to continue to pour into our community and teach our community the, you know, the, the importance and what it takes to get to that level. And then also we want to just bring like-minded people together because, you know, that was one of the biggest struggles when me and my buddy moved here was we, we had all these dreams, these ambitions, but it was just between us. We had nobody else, you know, no positive reinforcement, nobody else bringing that out of us. So I feel like it's very important to, you know, have people who are thinking the same way in your corner. So, yeah, because entrepreneurship can be so lonely especially 100%. getting started. You don't have anyone around you. And I kind of talked about this in, in the intro episode of this podcast, how when I first got started with my business, I didn't you know have anyone to talk to. I, like, I wish I had someone that was kind of going through what I was going through or has just recently gone through this that I could talk to. And I, I had no idea who to reach out to. So that's kind of the reason that we started what we're doing here too. So For sure. I love that. Yeah. How has this network of entrepreneurs helped you so far just as an entrepreneur in general? Dude, it's crazy because that's kind of what I told myself when I first started this was, you know, if this turns out to be nothing, like the people and the connections that I can make, like that is worth everything in the world. And, 
like strictly through Arizona entrepreneurs, I have like two people who meant like I've met two of my mentors, people who have changed my life and mm-hmm. and helped me to move forward with this business. I've met, um, you know, connections and, and good friends, like genuine, genuinely good friends and people who are, you know, helping me to, to achieve what I'm trying to achieve both in my business um, and just in my personal life. So it's just it's honestly it blows my mind. The people that have that have came into my life and I started this in March, like I started the Instagram page yeah. in March. So since March, the people that have came into my life all from an idea to start an Instagram page, like that honestly blows my mind. So yeah, life changing. That's cool. And like you said, obviously big plans, but even, you know, at the very worst, at least you made all these, these connections. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about the big plans. Uh, you've, you've just shared with us what it is today, but you also mentioned that you're a visionary, 100%. right? And, and you can see things from the football field, like what the next play is going to be and what you're going to do to impact it. Talk to us a little bit about now that uh, it's it's rooted, it's growing. Like, where's it going to be a year from now? Where's it going to be a two years from now? Where, where do you see the vision of Arizona Entrepreneurs? For sure. Honestly, the, the vision that I have for this is I want this to be like the entrepreneur hub, the entrepreneur organization for Arizona. And I, I really feel one thing we're doing different in the market is it, it's, you know, there's a lot of uh, different organizations and I'm not going to name drop, but different organizations around. And I, and I went to a lot of different events but they seem outdated and old school. And I really want to bring the new like trendy vibe to entrepreneurship where, um, you know, it's, it's young leaders within the business, people who understand what entrepreneurship is now and, and, um, and the impact that it could have. So that's one thing I want to bring a, a, a new vibe to entrepreneurship, but also in addition to that, you know, I want this just to be, you know, a, a big time organization where we're, we're changing lives and, and impacting entrepreneurs at a major scale throughout Arizona. And then, you know, down the road, there's opportunities to potentially scale and go into different states. But just focusing on Arizona, there's so much opportunity strictly in this market. So, but yeah, we want to continue to, you know, add different resources, have different packages, um, you know, have seminars, conventions, even trade shows. I might do that under Arizona Entrepreneurs because, you know, people could benefit from that. So there's so many ideas and so many places that I could take this. But ultimately, like to answer your question, fairly simply put, I want this to be the entrepreneurship organization for Arizona, where if you just move here, if you've been here, you're trying to scale your business or whatever level you're at within your business, you can come to Arizona Entrepreneurs and you're going to get value. You're going to be able to benefit from that. So that's cool. Love it. And and there are lots of organizations like that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And and I love that you're kind of creating a little niche for yourself that's unique, that uh, in your words, you said it's not old school, but kind of brings the the, the new younger vibe to it. What would you say uh, specifically, what is it that you bring that is your secret special sauce that, that makes Arizona entrepreneurs uh, unique and that, you know, very attractive? Um, I would say one thing. So I feel like a lot of networking groups and organizations that are out here, it seems very, very much based on, um, you know, what can I get from this? So there's a lot of referral based networking where it's like, all right, I'll send you business. And, and it just seems all structured around what can you get and what can you take? And really with Arizona entrepreneurs, the, the community and, and the core values and what I'm trying to build it off of is growth. And like I said, when I, when I first got here and I had nobody in my corner, like, I feel like it's very important to have like-minded people around you to, that, that are all looking to level up in their personal life and their business. And, you know, ultimately I just want it to be a supportive community where, where we're, we're all helping each other out. We're all collaborating, working together, helping each other grow our businesses, grow in our personal life. So I feel like just the core focus of, of 
you know, what's important to us and what's important to all of our members and everybody that's a part of it is just becoming the best versions of ourselves because I'm very big on um, continuing to develop your mindset and continuing to, to develop to ultimately become the best version of yourself. So I feel that's one of the values that I feel is different from a lot of organizations. Love it. And, I, and you know, you mentioned that you didn't have an intention to start a business. And I think that's why in, in your roots, in, your, in the foundation of your business, it's all about serving, right? It's not attracting people that, hey, I'm going to go to this and they're going to gimme, 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 but I'm going to go to this and I'm going to give. For sure. And, and, and you being the founder of that and starting with that mindset obviously has attracted like-minded entrepreneurs that continues to grow and, and is making a difference. So love it. Thank, Thank you. you. That's cool. I know it's still new and you're still kind of getting people to, to sign up for these master classes and whatnot. Um, but do you have any examples so far, either of you or someone else who signed up, where they've they've been able to either give or receive something and and benefited in some way because of of the network that they've yeah they've had yeah, and that's honestly one of the most fulfilling experiences because that's like the reason I started it was so that people can, like I said, level up in their business and personal life. So yeah, on our mastermind call yesterday, I asked a question to the group. I asked. Um, you know, what, what's one win this week? It could be small, it could be big, but what's one win that you had just to talk about something positive. And, um, there was two people from the group. So one, one of the members from the group said that another member from the group, they connected him with, with a resource that is like changing his business. It was, it was a marketing person that they mm-hmm. went through, um, an entire little zoom call or whatever. And it, and they gave him like advice that is probably going to change his business. And then same thing with another member of the group said, one of the members recommended a person and they put them in contact and he just met with them in person. And, you know, I, I don't know exactly what's going to result from that, but just the fact that people are connecting each other yeah. and it's it like it needs to be housed somewhere. So there needs to be someone that's putting it together. And that's what I'm trying to do is just put everything together. And then people are making it happen by, you know, recommending and connecting each other and, and giving pieces of advice. So it's that, like I said, it's small scale and the group's not huge right now. We only have 12 members. Um, we just launched October 1st, but like, it's just mind blowing to see already the, the impact that it's having on people's lives. And we're not even close to like, like I said, where we want to be, we want to be the entrepreneur hub. So yeah. that's cool. That's super cool. Um, you also mentioned, you know, when you sign up, when you're part of Arizona entrepreneurs, you have an accountability partner. So I thought that was cool. Can you, can you kind of talk about accountability? Why, why you feel that's so important and why you made that a part of, of the business? Yeah. So that's, that's, um, something that you you can request. It's not required that you have an accountability partner, but you can request that in the membership and then we pair people up. But I feel accountability is so important. That's why I did enjoy having a a business partner on the other business because we're able to constantly, you know, talk amongst each other and make sure we're holding each other accountable because it's affecting both of our lives. So I feel like it's very important within entrepreneurship because outside of entrepreneurship, you're held accountable. You have to show up at this time. You have to do these tasks. But entrepreneurship, it's up to you. Like the business is only going to thrive if you put in the work. And so I feel like it's very important for entrepreneurs to also have the ability to have people to hold them accountable. Um, So, I mean, within the masterminds, that's also a form of accountability. So we're just really trying to. Yeah, I think that's a very important feature of the membership is, is being able to hold each other accountable to you know, to commit to our goals and commit to leveling up. That's cool. Yeah, I'm sure you would agree as well from sports, but no matter how hard your drivers or how much you push yourself, I think you can always reach another level when there's someone there to push you and to that someone that you can be accountable to. And I'm sure 
being a football player in the weight room, you know, as much as you can lift, if you have someone there spotting you or, or pushing you along or someone that's, that's doing the same thing, there's just like one this extra rep. gear. Yeah, one yeah. more. Come on. You oh, got yeah. one more. You got one more. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I, I really like that aspect because like you said, when you have a business partner, you have each other, but if you're on your own, you don't have anyone to be accountable to. And as good as you think you might be doing, which, which you could be doing a great job already, there's always that next level that you can reach if you have someone to keep you accountable. Yeah, keep you I 100% agree. Yeah, that's super cool. Why don't you uh, tell us a bit about who this group is for? So I know you obviously you want to be the hub for entrepreneurs, but how, how are you able to, to structure the group in a way that a brand new entrepreneur can get the same value from someone that's you know owned owned a business for the last 30 years yeah so i feel like the the people we're trying to attract and the people we're trying to appeal to is like i said is people who are there to grow because they're like i said there's a lot of networking organizations that are built on different values and they're built on what can i what can i get um, so like even at some of the networking events, I, I make that very clear. Like, don't, don't come here just to try to sell your products and yeah, sell your business. Yeah. We want people here who are, who are truly trying to achieve a different level, whether that's in their business or maybe they're just starting off and they don't, they don't have any direction or anywhere to go. So, um, we just want to, like I said, we want to appeal to people who, who are, are passionate about, you know, becoming the best versions of themselves. And, and, you know, as we continue to build this and bring on more resources, I truly feel like this could impact your business at any level because you might have a, a million dollar a year business, but one connect, maybe you're not using social media and then you meet one connection mm-hmm. and now you're on social media. And now you're doing 2 million a year. Like there's, so, I feel like connections are so important. And if you're able to constantly um, meet new people and, and, and build connections and, and learn things that could improve your business, I feel like that that's what we need. And that's what I was looking for when I first started in business. So that's why I'm trying to create that because I know so many people need that. Yeah. And I say that because, you know, people that are listening or check you out, be like, oh, you know, I, I already have connections. I've grown a successful business. Why would I need that? But like you said, there's always, you're always one connection away from the next move, the next big step. So you never know what you're missing out on if you don't, don't give it a try. Love it. Love it. Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. I, I wanted to talk to you just about entrepreneurship in general. Um, so just before we jump into that, why don't you tell us like in your own words, what do you feel like the definition of an entrepreneur is? Um, and I know this is a fairly vague definition, but I ultimately feel like an entrepreneur is someone who is going out and getting it on their own. What, whatever that may be, if you, if you have to put in the work and it's not going to succeed unless you're putting in the work, then that's an entrepreneur in my eyes. Someone who has to, who has to go out and make it happen for themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you feel like entrepreneurship is for everyone to 
to any sort of extent, or do you feel like it's you know for certain sorts of people who have that sort of drive and motivation? Um, I feel like it's definitely something that can be taught. Like I don't think every people are just born entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah. But at, at the same time, I don't necessarily think it's for everyone because it does take a, a different level of belief in yourself. One, but it also takes you know you have to be able to persevere and get through different situations because you know that might not be for everybody. A lot of people want the comfortability of, you know, they, they work this time and they have this time off right, and, they can, right. and they can make that money. So yeah. it, I, I think that's completely fine. And some people that's a better route, but I mean, ultimately I feel like entrepreneurship is for people who, you know, want to achieve something, something really big in life or in, and I guess that, that might just be my mindset. Cause some people want to just have their own business and maybe not have a huge business, yeah, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Eric, what are, what are your thoughts on, on that? Well, you know, an entrepreneur, you've, you've mentioned a couple of times that an entrepreneur has an unlimited potential to make a difference, right? Whether that's a financial impact or whether that's, uh, you know, the amount of jobs that you can provide for people or uh, the impact socially that you can have, right? And in social impact, environmental impact, and just growth for people, like depending on the, the nature of your business, um, you know, you might... You might just have uh, an, an unlimited uh, pool of people that you can have an impact on. So I'd like to kind of touch a little bit about that because you've mentioned a couple times uh, making a difference in people's lives and would like to know a little bit about you know, your, your view on the role of personal development going concurrently with the professional development of the business, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, as as the person is starting the business, you know how, the, in terms of mindset, paradigms, character, values, all all those things, uh, coming along in parallel with the growth of the business. Talk to us a little bit about um, how Arizona Entrepreneurs is helping uh, these individuals grow, also personally. Yeah, you know, I feel like I attribute a lot of the I, I attribute where I am today. Um, all to personal development because I mean I learned a lot of things in college but I feel like personal development um, is, is just a, a level deeper it's it, you're able to truly invest in yourself and, and to learn things that that could move you so much farther ahead than what the traditional education teaches you so with Arizona entrepreneurs you know we're trying to be able to provide personal development and provide the resources that you might not get elsewhere we're trying to provide the resources that can truly change something in your business that can truly, you know, put you at a different level had you not heard it before. So um, I feel like that is very important is being able to, because it's Arizona entrepreneurs and ultimately our whole goal is to level up their business. But I feel like ultimately you have to level up in your personal life to, like you said, to kind of work in parallel with that. So I feel like that's very, a very important aspect, personal development. Um, and we're constantly trying to provide different resources. We're talking about doing like a book club and, and different things along those lines. But we feel that it's very important to continue to develop personally to succeed in our business, both in Arizona entrepreneurs as well as other people's businesses. That's great. That's Do you great. feel like you kind of have to to take mental steps, I guess, to make sure that you're working on your personal growth as well? Or do you feel like it just comes naturally when you're working on a business? I think you 100% have to take the steps because even even a lot of times in my life, I'll neglect that. I'll be constantly working on the business and yeah, doing a bunch yeah. of busy work. 
But then I realized that I haven't read a book in a couple of months. And I'm not I'm not learning new things. I'm just kind of constantly doing the same stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's very important to, you know, whether that be 30 minutes a day, hour a day, whatever it is to constantly, you know, take time out of your day to develop personally, go to the gym, eat healthy, um, you know, read books, constantly be educating yourself. There's so many different forms of personal development um, and things that have worked in my life. But I understand like when I'm doing personal development and truly developing my mindset and me as a person that's when I operate the best. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like it's a key point in being successful as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think that's huge. Having things that you do that help you to be your best self when it's time for work. So definitely. Do you have any like hobbies or activities that you like to do to kind of just relax or relieve some stress that gets you in a good position for work when, when the time for comes? Sure. Yeah. I think, you know, like I, I'm always trying to, cause we are very complex beings and I feel like it's, it takes some time to truly, understand what what you need to do to operate at your full potential yeah and i feel like over the past couple of months i really discovered that when i so typically in the morning i'll go for a 10 minute run um i'll i'll hit the gym and then i'll eat my breakfast shower and whatnot and when i do that i operate so much better and you know also in the evenings like i'll meditate um kind of like i said i'm a visionary so i'm always mm-hmm. just visualizing where things could be and just constantly thinking about the future and i know that's not necessarily people say meditation is supposed to be in the present <laughs> so maybe i meditate wrong but i'm always just thinking about futuristic thoughts yeah um but i feel like when i you know i'm constantly taking time to um to focus on myself personally that's when i'm able to one put more effort into my business and to truly have a clear mind but also like to the people i'm communicating with i'm able to be more effective and, and help in, in the best way possible if, I, if I'm taking time for myself. Yeah, that's cool. No, I know sometimes as a, as a go-getter, you, you feel guilty if you're out, you know, doing something fun, whatever it is, hanging out with friends, family, or just taking that time, even meditating. You might feel like you're just wasting your time, yeah. just daydreaming about the future almost. <laughs> but, but really, you need that time to, to reflect, to build up your own energy. So, so like you said, when it is time to work, you, you're there, you're 100%, and you're for ready sure. to go. You're ready to go. Yep. Sweet. In, in your experience so far, this business, all the businesses that you've, you've been a part of so far, what has been your favorite part about being an entrepreneur, about growing a business? I think, honestly, my favorite part is the fulfillment. And like whether it be a small win, it could be a very small win, but the fact that it's for your own, your own business, for your own thing, that's one of the most rewarding feelings in the world. Like I remember the first paycheck we got for, for the, the lead generation business because that was the first time we ever made any money from a business and that was one of the it wasn't a lot of money but that was one of the most rewarding feelings in the world so yeah i feel like it is the most rewarding thing about being an entrepreneur is to see your vision coming to real life like Uh to see that coming into fruition is like one of the the most rewarding feelings in the world i i personally feel that way so yeah i totally agree and i wonder why do you think that is because like you said you might get a $10 check for your business and that might feel better than getting a thousand dollar check from working for someone else. Yeah. Why does it feel so good to, to see something that you created start to, to have success? I, I mean, I think it's just because the work you put in, all the energy you put in, the, the thoughts that you were having about this and the fact that you went out and you made it happen. Yeah. Like that's something that's, unexplainable that's a, a very good feeling like like you said if, if you were working a job and you made a thousand dollar check like you you probably could have made that at any job you were working at but right. you when you when you're an entrepreneur and you go out and you create this business that generates ten dollars you just did that that was all you so that's a rewarding feeling yeah. right there that's cool love it yeah I, I i believe every part of our dna is designed to create 
For sure. And and when we're in that creation mode, there's a satisfaction that comes that comes from nothing else. Hundred um, percent. So on that note, um, do you have anything that comes to mind as is maybe your least favorite part of of being a business owner? Least favorite part of being a business owner. Um, honest, uh, that's one I might have to think about for a second. <laughs> I mean, because honestly, dude, I, I I truly, I really do enjoy. It, but ultimately, I don't know if this is my least favorite part because, like I said, I I really appreciate and enjoy the trials and tribulations yeah, I went yeah. through. But being an entrepreneur, nothing's guaranteed, and that sure. that's a, a difficult part of it. Like nothing is guaranteed. So if you don't go out and make something happen, then you know it's going to be very difficult to to continue to move towards your goal. So I I don't know if I would say that's my least favorite part, but that's definitely um, you know something that's difficult with yeah, entrepreneurship yeah. is there's no handouts, nothing's promised. So you truly have to go out and make everything. But honestly, that that might be like the most difficult part, but that's uh-huh. almost one of the most rewarding yeah, part that yeah. no, there is no handout. So you went and, and right. got that thing. Yeah. So. And like you said, that's why it's not always for everyone to own mm-hmm. your own business and, and try to scale it because some people would rather have the security of, of sure. a job, of a pay- paycheck coming in every two weeks and they don't want to worry about you know what's going to happen to my business because when you own a business, revenue can change from week to week, month to month at any time and Definitely. not everyone can handle that stress. But like you said, it can be a combo, but it can also be a pro because you can look at it another way and be like, sky's the limit. Exactly. You exactly. can do whatever you want. You mentioned earlier that you've you've met some really cool role models through Arizona entrepreneurs. Could you kind of talk to us a bit about uh, maybe who they are and kind of the role they've played in in your life so far? Yeah. So one of the mentors that has been helping me out, um, who I met through Arizona entrepreneurs, his name is Joseph Rosales, and I, I joined his mastermind. Like I, I had, well, it all started. We had a one-on-one Zoom call. I thought I was going to be able to help connect him with a, a social media person, so I set up a Zoom call with him. Mm-hmm. And it turned out going a complete different direction. We were just talking about businesses and everything. Yeah. And I, I saw the success that he's had in businesses. He started multiple big companies and we were, he was just, he was very um, passionate about what I was passionate about. And, and, you know, so we had like a super long conversation it was great. And I learned a ton from just that conversation. So he invited me to the mastermind, um, went to the first one for free and I attended and I learned so much from that mastermind. And it honestly, changed my business. One of the things he said in that first one changed my business. Hmm. And, um, you know, after that I, I paid the fee or whatever. I joined the mastermind and I've continued, I've continued to build a relationship with him and he's always in my corner, always helping me when I have questions and things along those lines. So, um, you know, that's, that's something that I feel like is important because in entrepreneurship, I've never had a mentor or somebody to rely on if I have questions. And there's been a lot of people who genuinely just want to help They'll DM Arizona entrepreneurs. Like, let me know how I can help. And there's, a lot of people who I'm, you know, having constant Zoom calls with and talking to who are yeah. just open, open to helping me in whatever way they can. And that's, you know, that's a great thing. Yeah. And we, we've talked about it multiple times on this show, but so many people are scared to kind of reach out to someone for a role model and they think they're bothering them. But once you've kind of gained that knowledge and experience, you, you really want to share it with other 100%, people. 100%. Yeah. Because if you don't, you know, what's the point of it? What's going to happen? Exactly. When you go? So I think so many people who have seen success in business really want to share it. And it's just finding those opportunities like through Arizona entrepreneurs to meet those people who are you know, willing to share it with you. For sure. Do you feel like there's a way, a good way to approach it? Uh, maybe that, that they know that you're bringing value to them as well. Uh, maybe, you know, outside of Arizona entrepreneurs, if, if you meet someone and you would like to, you know, talk to this person, get some business advice, what do you think the best way to kind of approach that relationship would be? Yeah. And that's something I've always struggled with. I never really knew how to reach out to people. And that's why yeah. I was thankful that it just kind of happened naturally with Joseph, but 
Um, as far as recommendations, I mean, like you said, I feel like it is important. Like ultimately people, like you said, who have all this knowledge, they want mm-hmm. to, to pour into people and they want to share their knowledge. So they might be willing to do it for nothing. You just have to ask. So I feel like what's most important is that you just ask and put yourself outside your comfort zone and ask. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, deeper than that, you know, you could try to get creative and find a way to provide value to their life, whatever that could be. Maybe you're helping them on their business a tiny bit or doing something to try to provide value. Maybe you go out and buy them a coffee and just try to pick their brain, but just yeah, trying to, yeah. to, you know, not just take, you know, try yeah. to give in whatever way you can. And I know that's kind of difficult to think about when you're just starting a business, you don't have a lot of stuff and it's hard to think about how you can provide value, but um, that's just another thing to think about. But most importantly, just ask. It never hurts. <laughs> I want to emphasize something that you said that's that to me just uh, is so true and really important. So we talked a little bit about the DNA of the creator, right? There's also the DNA of the giver, and and I believe that each one of us are are you know it's part of our DNA to serve and to give and to help others, right? And so when you combine those two things, when you're in the creating mode and you want to give, that that combination brings so much growth and and I and I love that you said just ask because if they say no then that's not the mentor you want right <laughs> exactly. you, don't, you don't you don't want the mentor that doesn't want that give growth mindset right exactly. and so yeah you just learn somebody that you don't want to actually connect with as a mentor mm-hmm. and so you know nothing nothing bad uh, and I love how you said you know it could be something as small as getting a coffee together everybody eats mm-hmm. and so you might not have all that knowledge and information that's going to help them. You might. You mm-hmm. might have the connection. You might. You never know. But at the very least, you know, you're providing them a human connection. You're providing them a meal, whatever it might be. So don't, um, I love, don't underestimate your ability to serve them in, in their need to share and their need to create. Yes, 100%. That's cool. What do you feel like the best advice you've been given so far by by one of your role models? Well, so one thing that like changed my business that I was referring to in that first mastermind um, was, you know, I had this Insta- Instagram page going for a while. People were starting to reach out. So I kind of realized that there was there's some potential there yeah, with the business. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't know when to like make this a business. I don't want to like charge people like I kind of just want to keep doing, mm-hmm. you know, putting out content. And he's like, you know what I would do is draw a line in the sand and after that day monetize, like create a business out of it. And like, I thought about it cause I like originally I was just thoughts were everywhere. Like I, I realized what it could be, but I was like, you know, I, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to want to be a part of it. I don't think anybody's going to buy it. So, yeah. um, so I did that. It was probably like a couple months ago. So I, I drew a line. I said, October 1st, that's when I'm going to launch it. Regardless, that's when it's going to happen. And I feel like that was one of the most important things that I did because then I started to, to truly start implementing ideas because I had a deadline, had a date. I started putting it out there on the Instagram. We're launching October 1st before anything was ready. Like, <laughs> I was just committed to it. I 100% believe that it was going to happen. And, you know, like two days before I'm just scrambling and whatnot. So, but, you know, it honestly, I feel like that was something super important because me being a perfectionist and so many other entrepreneurs are, they're just going to continue to put things back until it's perfect, yeah, until it's perfectly yeah, yeah. ready. And I feel like you just got to jump, you just got to start and then you can figure it out along the way. Like everything's not perfect with Arizona entrepreneurs as far as the vision and where I want mm-hmm. it to be. Like we're nowhere near that yet, but it's just going to continue to develop as we, you know, put the work into it. 
But if I would have waited till my till we're to my vision, it would be three years down the road, and now we're ready to launch. And you know, I would have wasted all this time. So I feel like that's very important to set deadlines for yourself because um, it, it forces you to yeah you know to finish it. Yeah, it reminds me of the quote "Ready, fire, aim." So obviously, you got to do something to get ready, but then you just got to go for it. And yes. You can't suffer from analysis paralysis and spend forever just trying to get everything perfect, like yes. you said. And so you just got to. Like you said, draw that line in the sand, get started. And then from there, then you kind of aim, you kind of figure out what to change, what you're going to do differently. But if you don't start, you'll never know that. Exactly. You'll never figure that out. Big believer in that. That's cool. That's awesome advice. Um, and then in turn, what, what do you feel like your best advice is for, for an entrepreneur listening to the show right now? Either trying to get started with a business or already, already in business? I would probably say, you know, personally, one thing that I feel like helped me to persevere and get through, th- get through things is to have 100% belief in yourself. And like, because like I said, I went through multiple businesses that did not succeed, multiple businesses that failed. And there were moments of doubt. And whenever I I lowered that frequency and had doubt, like, ah, is entrepreneurship for me? Buddies are asking like, dude, why don't you just go work a job? Like I was, (laughs) I was driving Uber. Like I would wake up at six in the morning. I would drive Uber till like 11 ish, make a hundred bucks. And then I would go work on the business all day. And people are like, dude, just go get a job. And like so many people were telling me that I was a college graduate driving Uber, doing little Postmates delivery <laughs> orders. Like it was, it, it affects your ego. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the thing is like, people didn't see where I was seeing. Like I said, I had that vision and people were telling me, dude, you probably get a job because what it looked like on the outside, I'm a college graduate driving Uber, but I had a hundred percent belief in myself. Maybe it wasn't this business, but I know I'm an entrepreneur. I know this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I might not know exactly how I'm going to get there. I don't have the exact plan. But I knew, like I had 100% belief in myself and I yeah. knew that I was going to make it happen regardless what it took. So I feel like that is one of the biggest qualities that you have to have as an entrepreneur. You, like my, my motto this year is it's already done. Like I, just, I truly believe that and I think that in my head, like there's, it's already done. Like everything that I, I have planned for my life and that I, the, the places I want to go, the things that I want to do, it's already done in my mind and it's just a matter of time before I get there. So I feel like, that's one of the most important things you need to have as an entrepreneur is a hundred percent belief in yourself and what it is you're working towards. That's super cool. I know this gets deep, but what, what would you say to someone who, who knows that and know that that's what they need, but are struggling to believe in themselves? Yeah. I mean, that's a tough question, dude, because honestly, like I struggled heavily. Like when we had that videography company, we didn't make a single dollar. And I was, I started to question myself, like is yeah. entrepreneurship for me? Like, yeah, is this yeah. really for me? But I think ultimately like what you have to do is you just have to truly envision where it is you want your life because ultimately like maybe entrepreneurship isn't for you. Maybe that's not, maybe that doesn't fit into your ideal life. So like what, what I would do is just, you know, constantly think about where it is I want my life to be, what I want it to look like, how I want to live that life, and then just work backwards and see what I have to do in order to make that happen. But I know it's difficult at times. And and like I said, there's a lot of trials and tribulations and things you'll go through, but you just have to constantly, you know, try to, and I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. Don't mean to go off topic, but I feel you constantly have to be putting out positive energy. You constantly have to be um, you know, putting out positive thoughts and that's, what's going to attract those things. So when you're, when you're having those limiting beliefs and I know it happens to all of us, yeah. but you just have to try to reframe your mindset and to think about positive things. Think about the wins you have, the success you have. Cause if you're just constantly like, Oh, we didn't make any money or we didn't do, you know, if you're constantly thinking about the bad, that's what you're going to attract in your life. So, you know, I a hundred percent agree that it's difficult at times and it, it may be hard to find that, 
you know, to find that belief in yourself, but whatever you have to do to reframe your mind, you have to have that belief in yourself to, to make it an entrepreneurship. I truly believe that. Yeah. Devin, I love what you, what you shared there. Uh, to summarize what you said, what I heard you say is uh, we all face doubts, right? Uh, we sometimes will connect uh, the failures of our business with personal failure. Yeah. And I love that you separated that, that, you know, it's not the same thing. And that to, to reframe your mind, you went back to your why. Why am I doing this? What's my why? What's driving me? So that you've got to be really clear on your intentions. Because when we're clear on our intentions, this is why I'm doing it. Then that fuels the motivation. That fuels the commitment. That gives clarity into Dallin's previous question. Like, how do you know if you keep going or if you cut the cord and say, mm -hmm. I'm not passionate about this. I'm going to try the next thing, right? It's, it's going back to the why that will fuel that and give clarity to give answer to that question of, is this really what I want to do? And when you're clear on that, then the answers just come in line and step and, and your passion is fueled and, and things work out just like they have for you. Yes, 100%. Cool. No, I think that's, that's awesome to have a why, especially when times get hard. You forget, you'll be like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? But if you have a reason... And for me, I, I personally think it needs to be more than just money. It's why exactly. do you, why do you want money? Mm -hmm. Money might be you know a piece of it, but okay, what is that money going to do for you? Exactly. Because green paper in itself isn't going to do anything. So just having having some deep reason within you on why you're doing what you're doing, I think will get you through all the hard times in life and in business. I completely agree. It's very important. Have you had any big trials? I know obviously we've had the businesses that have gone over and over, but with Arizona entrepreneurs, has anything come up yet in terms of like trials that you've that you've had to get over so far? Yeah, well, this is one motivating factor I'll give to people okay. because I, I don't know if I would consider this a trial, but for, so for our launch, I put together a free networking event, uh -huh. and throughout that networking event, like I, I told them about the membership and that we were launching. It was on the first that I did that, and so I didn't know if you know three people were going to join. I didn't know if 50 people were going to join. Yeah. So there was 92 people that registered 57 or excuse me, 47 people that showed up on the call. So I was like, all right. Um, and you know, so I, I said, said at the end, you know, we're opening up the membership. Here's the rates, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I just crickets right after the, the interview, after yeah. the meeting. Yeah. And then, you know, one, one sale came in and then the next day one did. So over that weekend, there was about three people that came in. So I, you know, I could have had the mindset, like, I only have three people. Like, what am I going to do with yeah. this? But I, I truly try, like, and this goes back to the first question. I truly try to reframe my mind. Like, dude, I got three people. Like, this is a proof of concept. This is 100% sure. feasible. Like, I'm, I'm on a winning streak. And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm big in that. Um, but, yeah, so I, f I feel like that was definitely, you know, something to play with your mindset is, like, you know, three people, I, I could have looked at that like, shoot, I only got three people, but I tried to think of that in a positive light. And, you know, more people have came in since that date. But, you know, it might be a slow start, but it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. So I feel like it's very important to try to try to find the, the positive and everything, try to find the wins and things. So cool, cool. Well, Devin, love your mindset, love everything you've shared with us today. I think anyone listening should go back and listen again. I think you could get multiple things out of this episode in terms of what to do with your mindset when it comes to entrepreneurship and, and growing a successful business. So thank you for everything you've shared today. Um, before we close up, we have a quick game we're going to play with you. Okay. Um, so how it's going to work is 
there's going to be 60 seconds on the clock and you have a list of 20 questions they have to answer. So you can start us off in three, two, one. All right, your dream vacation. Hawaii, I've never been. Uh, first thing you'd buy if you won a million dollars. Assets. Your favorite hobby? Uh, sports. If there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal in? Uh, <laughs> running. <laughs> <laughs> a song you've been jamming to lately. Ooh. Uh, some Luke Combs. Uh, <laughs> I'm not good at on the spot question. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> if you live to be 100, would you rather have the mind or the body of your prime self? The mind. Your favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite ice cream flavor? Vanilla. Yeah, favorite fictional character. Uh, we'll go with Batman. Favorite smell. Oh, oh. Time to, we'll, we'll let you answer. We'll let you answer it. Some lemon pepper chicken wings. Ooh. Oh no, nice. you're making me hungry. <laughs> Man, that was bad. <laughs> Sorry, we always uh, like to put people on the spot there. Yeah. Um, Okay, man. Well, before we close up, why don't you let all our listeners know where they can find you if they're interested in hearing more about Arizona entrepreneurs? Yeah, so we're definitely most active on Instagram. It's just at Arizona entrepreneurs, um, but we are on majority of the social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, feel free to reach out. You could shoot us a DM. And then also our website is www.arizonaentrepreneurs.com. Um, but if you do reach out, just, just mention where you came from. Mention that you came from the Local Hustlers podcast and we'll be sure to take care of you. Cool. Okay. Sure. Yeah, everyone listening, for sure, check it out. Um, I think it's great. Like you said, the accountability, the the modules, there's just so much to learn no matter how, how much success you've had in business. There's always something else to learn and to improve on. For so, sure. Okay. Yeah. Thank we you. can't wait to have you back in a year. I can't See either. where we're at a year from now because it's going up, man. It's, sure. it's going. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, yeah, thanks again, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Sounds good. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, we wanted to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Legend Acres. They're an award-winning, veteran-owned small business that offers dog training, service dog training, mentor training programs, and more. Legend Acres also offers online interactive training sessions and on-demand classes so you can train your dog from the comfort and convenience of your own home. Check them out at legend-acres.com. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing and helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.